You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Tell me you love me. I need a good laugh. I'm holy water. You need a good bath. Whiskey and perfume. You had a nightcap. Now how about that? I've got a new friend. A perfect stranger. He's got a bullet with your name in the chamber. I'm body organ. Rearranger. You feel my With Jay Dubs and Rocky. And Nora. We're broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Rock in Royal Oak, Michigan. Be sure to find us at podcastdetroit.com. What time is it? It's Nooner time. Better bring me a mirror. Sure is. You are in the girls on the other table are. Form. It's not just My her. Friend. You are Jackie too. started drinking early. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not drinking yeah. today. There's no drinking here. We have yeah. dope water. That's yeah. what I meant. Clean water. That's what I meant. Clean. Yeah, that's what I meant. This is you know, just natural can, spring that, water. That's exactly what I hope meant. in the dope. Huh? Hoping, There's hope in oh, the dope. Hope in the dope. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, anywho. Oh, <laughs> boy, that was funny. <laughs> it's a little crazy when you start off like that, all wound up, and then all of a sudden it's, you got to calm down live. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Calm you down can't just, explain what was happening. Calm down just a Moments bit. before, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, when you were singing. Yeah, so, so you know, I'm, I've been working out. Yes, right? you, you, look you look good. You do look Thank you. No, I, not, I should so do are you ready for that billboard, the, the naked I'm, I'm billboard ready. of Nora? I'm yeah. getting ready. Okay. You ready. are hot. I, thank you. Seriously. Thank you. I mean, you look glowing and beautiful. Thank you. And... It could be the menopause, but thank no. you. <laughs> I, I, menopause is not thank doing anyway. that to me. <laughs> I don't have that same glow. Right, you get a little red once in a while. I was telling a half life is happening. I was like, she's like... <laughs> <laughs> you do you look great but yeah so i'm working out like three days a week like mm-hmm. monday tuesday wednesday wow one of my um my uh uh co-workers actually teaches the class oh okay cool. and she's so so good so you know they're you i'm i'm like obsessed with workout stuff now right like clothes to, you mean or yeah and it's not oh. like it's it's a um you have to dress up to go or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, because we have all sizes there. It's not mm-hmm. like little skinny minis or anything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So um, this one particular day, <laughs> there was a girl that came in and I kind of just glanced over and I was like, wow, she's got her exercise pants up her, they're in her crotch. You know, they're like all the way. You know. <laughs> oh, boy. It's like, wow. That you know, sounds like painful. They were, yeah, it looked painful. <laughs> so when she was doing that workout, you know, and you, you try not to look. But anyway, <laughs> there are these new pants, right, that have like gathers up your butt. They kind of. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, it's supposed to make your butt look bigger. <laughs> so I just yeah, but I I when I saw it I didn't think because I've seen them like online I haven't seen them in the store so when I saw it I was like 
you know, but then I remembered that's what Yeah, I have a bathing suit like that, but not athletic pants. Yes, and it's like when I saw them, when I, I was ordering some, when I saw them, I was like, eh, no, don't want those. Yeah. You know? But it's like some people are bold enough to wear them. So it's like. Doesn't that create an extra issue at the gym? You, you, I, you think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've always got shit crawling up at the gym. Right, I, was like, I, I was there yesterday with my brother. I was like, dude, I got a wedgie in all sorts of places right now. And he's like, well, pick it. I'm like, I can't just pick it out here with all these people so, looking so at me. So just think about being in there and you just looking around, you know, and yeah. you see somebody like that. And you're like, I, you just want to go over and pull it out yourself. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, you know? oh. Is that what you did? Is that no, why you, no, you did you telling us I you did. got kicked out of the gym because you went and picked someone else's wedgie? I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And then there's the other thing where you know you have them they're they bend over and they have they're like, white panties on yeah and, a, and it's yeah yeah so. i worked at a gym for a little bit the we saw index i never thought about that until i started working out it's like you can i can see your panties you know i can see your white drawers okay yeah. but white at least drawers. they had drawers on what about the people that are walking around wearing spandex with nothing under right them? Yeah. right i'm Rolling see, my eyes we, at we, Rocky we, because we fight because I wear we we this, this is a rare fight. occasion where I'm not wearing athletic clothes. <laughs> yeah, because I and don't leave nice. the house. You look very yeah, nice you look today nice. without mm-hmm. wearing athletic clothes. Yeah. I love my leggings. I'm I, very I'm sorry, but see, I, I love just, them too. But I want to make sure they're the thick kind. Not the yeah, thick, you know, you check them. What are you saying? Yeah, for yours aren't thick. Yes, they are. I can tell you're not wearing underwear. I am always no most of the time wearing underwear. Okay. No. We got into a huge fight. We get into a fight. Wait, wait, but did you hear about that mom with the Notre Dame um, college girls that wore the um, spandex pants into church? And so the mom wrote a letter to the editor of the college newspaper mm-hmm. of just wow. about how really? um, professional they looked and just that is some bullshit i mean really yeah. really You're supposed to come as you are to church that's what yeah. i'm saying maybe that's the Listen, only way they she came. like really just ripped them apart and these girls retaliated the <gasps> backlash was so yes. bad they actually started a leggings <laughs> pride day <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> yes <laughs> so oh, that's you know what she, she i guess she so said it was a sin Oh, oh my god. god. I don't oh even get god. me started. Yeah, yeah. No. I know. Mean, you know, to me it's like I I don't go to church so I wouldn't know but <laughs> you know if it's a sin or not. <laughs> but um you got other two. No, but I don't think like I don't care if if you I come as you people. are. Yeah. No, yeah, but you not do. just but in business, I think it's different. I don't think that you should Look, unpro- to me, it's unprofessional unless you're in a gym, unless you're working. In I a mean, gym. I, I can agree with that, too. Yeah, I just, yeah, just leggings are such a part of my life. And I have some really cool ones. Like some of them, I have, <laughs> I I have ones that have like leather on the side uh-huh. that are a little more tours. like they're for that. Well, you know? And, I, and I, but, I like to think that, you know, I'm a forward thinking mom. But so I did some research on it after we because oh, her, her we and I got a huge fight last week. And when I was like, she told me I couldn't wear them to work. I was like, then fire me. And I, was like, so I started luck. looking for her replacement, yeah. and then I did some and research right. and realized that, like, I checked some of our competitors to yeah. see what their dress code was, and I guess it's acceptable to wear leggings, even though I just 
don't like it, mm-hmm. but it's, so the, there are different different levels of formality where leggings are concerned. You said you have like uh, sorry, I there's yeah there are, I mean there's like fashionable like trendier leggings. ones and they're yeah like but they're just like not like jeans or like right. you know they're, right. they're more like they're more like comfortable dress pants. The thing you is, know? is that they're not dress pants because you don't wear dress pants that are that form fitted that you can tell you're not wearing underwear. You just don't do that. <laughs> First of all, who wears <laughs> leggings with underwear that show? You wear no show underwear when you wear leggings. You like, just don't wear you leggings. Don't... That's all. <laughs> I'm never <laughs> not going to wear leggings. I'm just so saying it's not going to happen. Mom. It's not going to happen. Not gonna professional happen. Place. I will burn every about... pair of jeans I own <laughs> before I get rid of my leggings. It's not going to happen. Well, it's I never going to happen. They're so comfortable. Just, it's yeah. just, it's not. And they go with everything. I mean, and I don't they know. Don't. They don't. <laughs> yes, they do. Honestly, okay. And I am so thrilled that Kim Kardashian has been wearing those Who cares biker. Kim Kardashian those wearing. I do. She but she's been wearing those biker shorts. And they go like she looks great now. I they look she great looks with everything. Terrible. I love them. And they're I don't so even comfortable. <laughs> and now I don't have to wear those. And they, I'm just going to say everything me, opposite more... of what you're saying. You <laughs> <laughs> know, I have no idea what this you're saying. This is a, a dinner in the Wallace. We just pick a topic. It doesn't yeah. matter what it and is. It could be just, like, yeah. are bumblebees really going extinct? And it doesn't <laughs> matter what the science is. Someone will pick one thing. Yeah. The other person just picks the other thing. But the good thing off. is we stay away from politics and religion. We yeah. only talk about stupid things. Shit. Like bumblebees yeah. <laughs> 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 and ladies. Yeah. So, no. Oh, okay, well, okay. I'm sorry. I yeah. started all that. No, no. Oh, no. no. But, um, we'll so you, fight. We'll yeah. take this out right here. No. We'll all out. no I'm very won't. glad, though, that you looked let's it up wear, and I was let's right. Let's wear leggings next week. I wear leggings. I don't this is care. the first week I think I all year I haven't here. worn leggings. No, no. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't care. That's, That's only because she gets mad at me saying... when I wear them out to our other No, I'm just saying when you're dealing with customers and in the public, you should not look like you are at the gym or just, they're, I, it's just too, I don't know, Isn't whatever. I, I'm old, okay? Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. I didn't know um, wh- 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 who sang Jesse's girl, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Aerosmith, right? <laughs> that's what I thought it was. <laughs> oh my god, that's so. Funny. That's all right. Yeah, anyway, okay, enough of this <laughs> crap. Well, I did have this. a funny gym story though. Oh, okay. Tell me. Um, so one of my dear friends is the maid of honor in a wedding, and the bride is obviously her best friend, and she. There, she was like, I'm going to go before the wedding. I'm going to get a gym membership and I'm going to get toned before the wedding, you know? So she goes the first time, she, the first day she goes to the gym after she gets her membership, she, there's like, I guess it's like packed. There's a ton of people around and um, she gets on it. There's like one treadmill open and she gets on the treadmill and she doesn't realize that somebody left it on high. Oh my <laughs> so God. she gets on. <laughs> And immediately falls, okay? But then can't get up. So she keeps getting up and then falling and then getting up and then falling and then getting up and then falling. And then so and then no one else is like there's people all around. Nobody else reaches around. Like every new treadmill has like the security thing that you just pull and it stops automatically. Yeah. And then so she's just falling over and over again like a cartoon. I bet everybody pulled out their phone. Yeah, get the phone. So so then she finally gets off, you know, and she looked like she had gotten beaten up. I guess she was covered in bruises and everything. And there's a guy on the other side of the gym just dying laughing at her. And I'm like, and of course, when my friend told me the story, I started dying laughing. But I've worked in gyms and I'm like, you don't let someone just Just fall like that. You reach 
turn off the machine. Them. Yeah, but, but huh. see, that's like, that is to not another thing. Good how gym everybody etiquette. is so desensitized to stuff like right. that, and they don't they're just help like, this anymore. Video yep, go viral. Like, Can we yep, get this? Let me get yeah, this yeah, video. right. Yep. They're that's fifteen minutes. Of that's fame. all they do. Now. Yeah. It's wow. Like, I've been shot. Let me get my phone. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that's. Yeah. I was dying right. laughing, but I was just like, that is just not very good no. gym etiquette. Did you pull your phone out? No, I would never do that. <laughs> yeah, no. I worked in a gym before, I so would I would, that. like, my, well, my first thing is, yeah. you know, to go stop that's the machine. That's not my first thing. Yeah, that's you know. Not, yeah. So, Because yeah. wow. yeah. we still live in, in, like, real time now, I think. Yeah. You yeah. know, if that's not your first instinct, right? Yeah. We're past that age to where your phone is everything. Uh, yeah. Know? Well, yeah. I mean. If it was if someone wasn't getting hurt, I would have definitely been all over that. But right. knowing somebody's like getting injured, I'm like, and I had somebody do that. I was at the gym once and I'm running, you know, just I have my headphones on, doing my thing. And the guy next to me, like, he's in like cargo shorts and like just like regular street clothes. He puts the thing up on high and then holds himself up. And he's like, so he's like not really running on it. And I'm like, I'm not sure what the hell is going on over there, but I'm not it's about a to. new kind of exercise. Just like, I'm, like, I'm not about to My kind is that. to turn it on high and then just go sit across and, and watch, watch it. Go. Wait, wait for someone else to step on it. That's, yeah. <laughs> she's the one with the camera. She said, no, I would never. I absolutely would not. Anyway. All right. So. We got a good show today. We sure do. I can't this wait. is really interesting. It today, really so is. let's get on with it. So we want to thank you guys for listening to the Nooner Show. We appreciate your support and we hope you get inspired to take your leap of faith. Don't forget to subscribe to the Nooner Show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. This segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. Many of the greatest philosophers in history have suggested that happiness is found in helping others. That philosophy couldn't resonate more with touring musician Christopher Tate from the band Electric Six. As a successful musician, his music has taken him all around the world. While that is something most musicians aspire to do in their careers, it came with a set of challenges. One of the biggest challenges was trying to recover from addiction, but that obstacle became an opportunity. He realized there was a need for touring musicians who were in recovery to continue their recovery while on the road. Christopher, along with a few other musicians, formed a support group called Passenger. The need was greater than they could have ever imagined. The group has now a company that has branched out into other facets and have expanded their reach around the world to support those in recovery. Christopher, as well as many other musicians, use their struggle to help others. Welcome to the show, Christopher Tate. Welcome. So anyway, I... Matt Christopher, just so you guys know, at, it was kind of like a singers in the round. Mm-hmm. Like a singer-songwriter? Yeah, okay. singer-songwriter showcase. And John Paul was there and um, just a bunch of talented musicians. He, of course, was one of them. And so after I went up and introduced myself and wanted him on the Nooner Show for mm-hmm. his music, and then he starts telling me about Passenger, which we're going to get into right now. And I was mm-hmm. totally blown away by this whole thing. So let's start off with telling us about Passenger. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, my name's Chris, and um, I played with the 
the Detroit group electric six since 2002. And I've been sober since April 4th, 2011, actually. So just, Her I just had a, a birthday. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> Um, but the first couple of years that I was touring sober, there was uh, – it's difficult enough when you're actually present for everything and you're traveling with a group of people and anxieties. You're out for a month and, mm-hmm. and it's just it, – it, it everything starts to get to you. And uh, so I would – I'm in the program and I would, I would try to find AA meetings and it's really difficult um, because your schedule changes every single day. You're driving eight hours, especially mm-hmm. in the Midwest. The drives take forever and uh, – <laughs> And then you've got sound check, and then you've got a gig, and you have one window in the evening to try and figure out what you're going to do and how you're going to do it and where you're going to get to a meeting. Um, so I just saw a huge void and, and a, a real need for some kind of assistance with that. And uh, so, yeah, in, in 2016, we started Passenger in Detroit, which is just our effort within our means in this, you know, at, at home to get people to meetings when they're in town. They can either call us or email us. And, and you know, thanks to Electric 6, I have a lot of contacts with management companies and stuff. So we just send, you know, we send out regular emails saying this is available if people need it while they're in Detroit. And they'll call us and we'll, you know, figure it out ahead of time so that people aren't searching and hunting and pecking all day, either in the van or the bus, trying to figure out where they're going to go and what mm-hmm. time they have to do it. Um, and beyond that, and this isn't to down any 12-step uh, organizations, but a lot of information is put up online and then it's walked away from because a lot of the people that do it are volunteers. So in the past, mm. you know, I, the information that I've gotten online has led me to abandoned buildings and, wow. and that kind of thing. And oh, it's, wow. again, that's not any, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's people doing their best, right. you know, as mm-hmm. to, to try and help other people who – are looking for meetings, but it just isn't always current. So, our, so our, we just try to make you know we get work all that out ahead of time so that um, people don't have to worry about it if they're coming through town. So, what mm-hmm. exactly do you tell t- touring musicians that are in town? Like, what is it that you offer or provide? Um, well, we have you know obviously we will take people to meetings and make sure they're back in time so they're not stressed about getting back to the gig. We work all that out ahead of time. If there's not a meeting available, we also have a clean green room in Hamtramck, which is just I love that mm-hmm. clean. It's yeah, clean I room. love that too. So yeah. explain that. Um, it's really as simple as it sounds. Um, people who you know, on depending on what level you're touring at, you can get to a place after driving all day, and there is no green room. You know, if you're playing a lager house or a place that's local, that's you know not a big venue. There's not much around you. The coffee shops are closed. If there isn't a meeting in sight, you have two options. You either sit in a van mm. or you sit in a bar. And if you're trying to stay sober, we, we are just right, our yeah. whole our whole mantra is that we we feel like people should be able to pursue their passions without being constantly being in con- compromising situations or wow. potentially toxic environments. You know, wow. it's well, like, how long did it <clears> take you when you? Um, when you were trying to find the meetings and to decide that this is something I need to do? Um, about two and a half years in mm-hmm. because I didn't feel, you know, I actually talked to people about the idea that I had some friends in the program mm-hmm. that had a lot more wisdom than I did. And they said, it's a great idea. You're not ready for it. Oh, okay. Which actually in hindsight, they were absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, um, for three years, I worked at Brighton Center for Recovery. 
when I was oh, home okay. from What tour. did they mean you weren't ready for it because you were in your own recovery? Or? Yeah, I think, you know, they they felt that I probably needed a little bit more time before I could orchestrate something like that mm-hmm. while on top of trying to get better and trying to restructure my life. Mm-hmm. And they're absolutely wow. right. Um, and my time at the treatment center was incredible too because it really – Beyond just going to meetings and talking to people that I knew in the program, it really helped me to approach and relate to people that I, you know, I was coming across for the first time mm-hmm. and different people who are either artists or coming from any other walks of life. You know, everybody goes through treatment. So it was it was a real it was an eye opener for me and it really helped me to communicate and kind of figure out a better vision of what I wanted to do. Um, but yeah, so the 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 clean green room thing, it's funny because it's. You know, it's half of a house. There's a little studio in there. It's couches, coffee, and internet, and peace and quiet. Mm -hmm. And um, you would be amazed. I mean, I've had people come through town that aren't sober, but they just wanted to get away from the bar. Because even even Mm -hmm. people who, you know, aren't exclusively sober or, you know— Right. Adhering to any particular type of lifestyle, just want to get away from a bar after being on the road for a month. Right. And as long as they don't bring that with them, mm-hmm. anybody's welcome. Yeah. You know? wow. So wow, is so you have a website up, mm-hmm. and it's I, been and two years. The yeah, the website's yeah. beautiful, it's really well put together. Thank you. Um, yeah. How different is the mission today from when you first came up with the idea, like with what you envision? Uh, you know the the. The basics are still the same. It, we've just developed it pretty organically, I think, the way anybody would, you know, when they're jumping into something that's com- brand new to them. You know, I didn't know much about nonprofit. I bought a couple of books. I knew a lot about recovery. And uh, my time at Brighton obviously helped with that. And just being on the road and seeing, you know, um, myself and friends struggle with trying to tour and, and you know, but, right. but, but keep themselves safe. Um and uh, so the basics are still there, which is just the you know transportation and meetings and clean green room. And in the last two years, we have started developing a meeting finder called the Compass, which mm-hmm. is online. Mm-hmm. And that's just an extra free resource that covers Southeast Michigan for four different types of recovery. So it's Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, Refuge Recovery, which is a Buddhist form of Cool. Recovery and um, NAMI, which is a National Alliance on Mental Illness, oh, for wow. people yeah, who are dealing with about that. Yeah. with wow. other, you know, I mean, it's not just um, substance abuse; it's mm-hmm. it's depression. It's I, everybody's coming from, you know, even if they're on the road and they're everyone is coming from a different walk of life. Even if they're, you know, there's no standard formula for a touring musician. Everybody's yeah. different, obviously. So we just try, basically wanted to give as many options as possible. Um, with the Buddhist thing, I know some people um, push against twelve step, and it's not our business to tell people what they're mm-hmm. what they're what they're looking for. It's just our job to try and help them get there. Yeah. So wow. we wanted. To- Did you have a hard time finding the finding volunteers to help you, or to not really? Um, That's great. <coughs> excuse me. It started as just some friends of mine from Hamtramck, and um, it's really grown into people from the program all over the city so mm-hmm. for, for example this weekend um the ferndale spring fever festival is happening 
and we're going to do a green room on site for them. Mm. Wow. Um, and what what is that? Um, yeah. A music festival? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, sorry. Right in Ferndale? Yep. It's it's right. It's, um, I, th- I believe. Let me think about this. The, I think the Loving Touch, the Emory, Otis Supply, and Magic Bag are involved. Oh, wow. okay. Um, and they asked us to do it and then designated a space right in the middle of that area. Um Again, it's just going to going to be a room with peace and quiet. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we had um, Hazelden donated a box of books for us that are like twenty four hours a day um, books for people to take with them. Oh wow! Um, uh, an artist from Minneapolis named Mark Malman just put out a book called The Happiness Playlist. That's awesome. That where he talks about um, he's been a musician in Minneapolis for years and just how he immediately early on jumped into really dark music. He talks about, um, you know, joy division and, um, some pretty bleak stuff and how, while he's still, those are still his roots, you know, stuff that's really deep. Elliot Smith, that kind of thing. It's a little bit heavier and a little, you know, a little bit sadder that he's actually managed to change, shift his view Mm -hmm. by listening to different things. And Mm -hmm. I can relate to that. I mean, two, two of my favorite bands growing up, were ABBA, thanks to my dad, mm-hmm. and The Cure, thanks to a friend of mine. And both those bands exist in their own worlds. They have this, you know, they yeah. really are very visual, mm-hmm. and it really was like a, a form of escapism for me. But one is incredibly sad, and the other one is like crazy disco good times uh-huh. all the time. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> so like, anyways, not to get off track, but that that's what he talks about in the book. It's a great book. Um Going back to The Cure, we have copies of one of the two guys that founded The Cure, Lawrence Tolhurst, put out a book about his own recovery a few years ago. Um, and did they donate their books to you guys? Some or? of them, yeah. Some of them did. Some of them we just, you know, we used money that we've gotten through donations. So thank you to everybody oh, out there, okay. by the way. Is that how people can help yeah. grow yep. this? Um, and you can donate on the website, right? Yep, yep. There's a place to donate at PassengerRecovery.com, and there's also a do- an option to donate through Facebook. Now, who mm-hmm. started this with you? I, like, I know this was your idea. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it was your baby. Mm-hmm. Who did you? Were, was it other musicians that helped you launch it? Or? Yeah, early on, um, there was a group of us, and we kind of we ended up um, parting ways because I wanted to exclusively focus on people helping uh, helping people excuse me that were coming through that were on the road and um oh. there was a, a meeting that was involved that was cool for the community in Hamtramck but it was more of a, it was a 12 step meeting and um we ended up agreeing that, on the fact that the two intertwined was not a good idea mm-hmm. and i wanted to go this way they wanted to go that way um which was fine because it, you know our web developer matt has always i've played with him for years and um He's had a lot of personal experience with the same, the same thing. So he and I, that's when he and I agreed to start really focusing on the compass and focusing on helping on people I was on the just going to ask yeah. who, who designed the, the website. He, yeah. yeah. So Matt Tompkins, mm-hmm. who's our web developer, designed the website and structured the compass. Okay. And my wife and I and a group of volunteers have helped um, populate the whole thing over the years. Mm-hmm. So we, as we put meetings in, we actually fact check them and make sure they do exist and um, – and yeah, so the, the entirety of Southeast Michigan is covered for those four types of meetings, and we've been expanding. So my wife Holly is British; she just got done with the the entire UK. 
Wow. For okay. Alcoholics Anonymous, which mm-hmm. was like 3,000 meetings. Wow. <clears throat> so um, this is like a full-time thing now. Yeah. It is. We do it, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we do it a lot. We're fortunate enough as touring musicians to be able to do, you know, it's a lot of hurry up and wait. So mm-hmm. we do a lot of sitting, but also sitting, mm-hmm. you know, and while we're driving, we, you know, that's a lot of data entry and and structuring and restructuring. But it's been great because over the years, again, it's been trial and error. So we started mm-hmm. with AA and NA. Then we realized that it was a better idea to broaden the focus as far as the meetings that are on the map mm-hmm. are concerned. Um, from there, we started realizing that there are other organizations across the country that are doing very similar things to us. So, for example, in Minneapolis, there's one called Dissonance. Um, that focuses on mental health, but it's also for artists and getting them help and, oh, wow. and having open wow. discussions about it. Um, and they're amazing. And so we started putting uh, these different organizations on the map. So if you zoom out from southeast Michigan, you will see one in Austin. You will see one oh. in Minneapolis. Wow. And our goal wow. is as we finish a city on the map, we will also put a local resource on there. Wow. wow. Now, is it a nonprofit? It is. Oh, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, when did you – it's only been around for two years, right? It's been – we um, started the work as far as making it a nonprofit at the end of 2015. It didn't start as an actual entity until 2016. Okay. okay. All right. Um, well, you know, just hearing, hearing everything you're saying, like with your wife, you know, um, being British and doing all that she's doing and then everything that you're doing. I I was going to ask the question, did you ever feel like, okay, maybe this isn't going to work, but you know, I, I don't have to ask that question now. Cause I mean, you're like 80% of the time. Really? <laughs> did you? Not, really? Wow. Not that it wasn't going to work. It's just, yeah. is anybody really going to benefit from this? Mm-hmm. Or it's, it's hard to get the word out, you know, mm-hmm. because. Right. I feel like too, I'm like, I'm a, oh, I'm sorry. I think okay. I stepped on your headphones. Um, mm. You know, I I don't drink really and smoke and everything, but it, it's hard being around. A, it's hard being around it all the time. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And just it, like almost like the peer pressure of you know going and performing at a bar, and mm-hmm. you know it's like people are like, oh, you're not drinking, and it's like I'm not like not cool. Like I just right. you know what I mean? Like I just am not yeah. interested. It's like, funny because yeah. every time you know, you know I go to one of your gigs too. It's people want to buy you a shot. Oh, yeah, right. you know yeah. you're the rock star. So I you feel know? like even for people yeah. who you know, maybe not struggle, but just for people, you know, like, I feel like I would love that, you know, yeah, if I, if I clean, knew that there was a safe room. place, like, yeah. that I could just go and chill before a show and not yeah. have to feel the pressure of that, I feel like it's, it, I think you're going to help a not lot. just people in yeah. recovery, but just people right. who maybe don't want to fall off a path, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and just, yeah, I don't know, I just think it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do too. That's, that's what we found for sure is that, uh, you know, beyond people who are in recovery, it's just people... It's a tough life, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. It's a. Lo- it's a lot of moving around, and you kind of feel like you lose your anchor. And uh, there, are, yeah, there are people. A lot of different people who are in and out of recovery that just want to breathe outside mm-hmm. the gig, especially after having been on on the road a lot. And um, and as a person in recovery, I definitely feel like I'm on the horn with a sponsor or a friend in the program every other day because you, yeah, you, you're gone from mm-hmm. home for a month. You just start to be disillusioned mm-hmm. or, you know you just kind of feel like you're on a lonely island or something after a while mm-hmm. you know, now so. does your wife travel with you she doesn't okay um is she a musician i met your wife no nope. oh she's she, not no okay. um she the 
the compass is actually it's been awesome for us because it's been a real labor labor of love that was something that we could work on together mm -hmm. too so it's been personally it's been you know a very cool for us um and matt's a very good friend of ours too so you know you get to work on something you love with people you love yeah mm -hmm. um but no we are very much a traveling band in like the the most bottom line sense of the word. I mean, it, Electric Six has been going since for 17 years. And um, um, everybody, you know, I'm in the middle to younger end of the band and I'm 42. So it's, mm -hmm. we're not spring chickens. And, you know, I was really, it was a side story. I was kind of the, you know, the last guy out there that was out constantly because everybody else is getting married and having kids. And I'm just, you know, going for it and um, still being the rock star <laughs> yeah, which, you know at first was you know a, a big party and by the end was very much me mask just trying to forget that people were moving on with their lives mm. and i'm just stuck in this rut and it's uh you know i mean it's 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 pretty commonplace for people you went who leave home for a month and then they come home and everybody else is doing different things yeah, and you're yeah. just like you know yeah um, but anyways, uh, we've, yeah, we, so any, we, we tour in an, a passenger van with a trailer and, um, I was actually having a discussion with this, about this with a friend last week, you know, there are the Demi Lovato's of the world and then there are people that you never, ever hear about. And both mm -hmm. stories are important. It's very right. important to have somebody mm -hmm. who's strong enough to stand up. And talk about this stuff that has um, right. the the podium to do it, mm -hmm. um, but you know, I, from where I come from is very different from that. And it's it, I, we we typically get people who are playing Kelly's Bar in Hamtramck, mm -hmm. who are you know in a, a, they're stuffed into a van with a group of other people and a drum kit. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that because that's where I come from. I mean, that's what we do still. And yeah. we have a great time and we've been very fortunate. We're a weird band and we've got these people who just pass the records on year after year to their nieces and nephews or whoever, friends and family. And uh, people just keep showing up and they love it. And we get all different age groups. Wow. Um, so you but, guys, Electric yeah. Six has been together 17 years. That's a yeah, long time. Wow. wow that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it. It's you know it, again. I always compare it to like a almost like a um, a budget version of Ween or somebody. If you know who Ween is, they're they're a band. They're like or Fish. Um, they're these bands that are completely off the radar. That f Fish can sell multiple nights at, out of a stadium. Yeah, and mm. you know a lot of people know who they are, but they're they're not really in the public spotlight ever. Um, they're kind of a jam band. Ween is a, a different thing entirely. But they're these bands that just people will follow them around and go to their shows and buy everything that they put at the merch table. And um, we are nowhere near on the same level as those bands, but it's the same business Type model. Of, yeah. Mm -hmm. Where we're just, you know, we have fans that are really diehard and they tell everybody about the band. And um, yeah, we're, we're, we're very busy. And you guys tour like in Ireland. Yeah. You tour all over. Yeah. We'll be, we're actually doing at the uh, middle of May. We're shooting a DVD in Liverpool. Wow. We'll be there for 10 days. Um, How we just, cool. We just got back from the West Coast in Canada. We were out for a month. We got back last week. and wow. um, Yeah, and then after that, we'll be gone all summer. And we're actually, we'll be playing 
one of the Ferndale festivals over the summer. I always tell people about that one because it's either – I think it's Pig and Whiskey. Okay. Mm. It's always free and it's early. Yeah. So people can just show that's up. That's towards the know. end of the year. Or isn't it in the fall or no? It's September. That, is I think it that's September? DIY and Pig and Whiskey is July. July. Oh, oh, July. I think it's end of July. Oh, okay. Great. Okay. Um, so when you're on the road traveling with the music, who's running the organization? We have a manager. We have okay. we have booking agents on either side of um, you know the U.S. and the U.K. and the U.K. is responsible for the rest of Europe. And we usually spend a month or two there every year in the fall. Um, and we're just doing this special thing next month. Also, uh, we've got about ten shows around the DVD sh- that we're shooting. But um, yeah, I, you know, it's it's a. We we don't travel with a sound man. We don't travel with a lighting guy. We just get up there and do it. And um, I'm pretty proud of that because we, you know, we've got a very our singer is kind of a one of a kind. He's almost like a game show host. <laughs> he's, he's a little bit he's a little bit out there, but he's very very entertaining <clears throat> in front of a rock band. Um, so is it and and. And we just we've been doing it for so long that we just do it. Um, our singer had to go home halfway through the tour. We were just, or sorry, our drummer had to go home halfway through the tour we were just on because um, of some things that were going on at home. And our guitarist just jumped into the drum, behind the drum kit, and our bassist slid over to guitar, and we just got on with it and finished. Did another two weeks of touring. Wow. Because that's what you do. Yeah. You know? Well, it's especially like, after crazy. 17 yeah. years. I was right. going to say, that is what you do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. There's crazy. no retirement plan, but we, <laughs> no. we will never, we can make it happen in any way, shape, or form. Wow. That is amazing. So, so what do you see long term with Passenger? Um, you know, we've had a couple of really strong events so far, and we have some things in the works that I can't really talk about yet. But mm-hmm. um, there will be an expansion on the compass. It's it's kind of growing outwards from Southeast Michigan right now, um, and uh, we've had some really cool. So th- in the past, um, we've had people who are in recovery come through and talk about that, and. Um, <clears throat> One of the guys was from a Seattle band called Built to Spill that was like an indie band in the 90s. Um, another guy was from The Cure, actually. The guy who put that book out came through oh, wow. a few – several years ago, like right at the beginning, I think February 2016. And he uh, – it was awesome. He he ran the AA meeting. He talked about his own story. But he also talked about the early years of The Cure, which was kind of a just a, a, for all the – indie music nerd fans that were there. It was like this nugget of stuff that hasn't been discussed because the band has never put a book out. Oh, how cool. That's amazing. Yeah. It was really neat. I mean, they've been around for 40 years. They just got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he had all these stories for us and we're all (laughs) sitting around. Wow. How um, cool. So, yeah, uh, we're working on something potentially for the fall uh, that we're hoping to have happen in Hamtramck. And what I wanted to... it's, It's... we're just putting it together now, but it's in conjunction with something that's happening at the Detroit Center for Design and Technology mm. next week that I wanted to talk a little bit about. Um, so sometimes we just show up at events if they, people ask us to just to have information on hand. Um, and this photographer named Joe Caputo is uh, – he's 
really talented young man who lost, he's a photographer that lost his um, older brother to an overdose a few, mm. a while ago. And he's next, was it May 2nd? So a week from tomorrow, um, he's opening a gallery there that is, it's all photography that uh, comes through him. That's basically his friends and family and everyone who suffered this loss. And then also the people who oh, helped wow. them get through it. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, and it's really powerful because, you know, you hear the words opioid epidemic all the time yeah. mm-hmm. to the point where, and this isn't to take anything away from it, but it just becomes part of your daily right. newsfeed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So to, to put, these intense personal visuals to it. It's yeah. really, it's really powerful. And he's a young guy and he's really talented. And the 9,095 days theme or the name of the exhibit is uh, based on a concept that the day that the, the exhibit opens, he will be one year older than his brother ever was. Mm-hmm. Wow. Just kind of chilling, but su- right, super yeah. impactful. Right. I mean, right. Wow. Especially when you see the photos. And so it's it's a I just got chills everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's really and wow. he he's a very sweet guy and, and really talented and um yeah they just asked us to come down and be you know hang out and and talk about like the compass and mm-hmm. and um different resources that people can use That's than a artists great event and to stuff. Do that too. So, yeah. 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 So anyways, we we have talked a little bit about expanding that in the fall as like maybe our next major event, but mm-hmm. for right now, I would encourage anybody who wants to come you know that kind of thing we were talking I was talking to him about it when i was there last week looking at the exhibit and it's like this is something that affects everybody that no one necessarily will wants to be talking about as the first person talking about right it. Mm-hmm. but what he's done is put this thing together where he is the first person talking about it and completely exposing his own life so everybody who's going there who has a story or a concern or anything else right. is going to be more open about it. Right. right. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Wow. So where what? is that? Yeah, I was just going to ask. At the Detroit Center for Design and Technology, <laughs> which is it's just south of the Magic Stick on the other side of Woodward. Okay. And what's the Just north, sorry. What what when is it? This weekend did you say? It no. starts the, um next week, Thursday, Thursday May 2nd. And it, it'll be and, up and, it goes to, through August. Oh, through August. Okay. Yeah. So, so it'll be up for a while. Okay. Oh, but, yeah. wow. That's really cool. But you guys will be there the first day. Yep. Okay. We'll be there the first day. And then hopefully we will tie it into something in the fall. That's what we just started talking oh, okay. about last okay. week. So. And so how are you getting the word out uh, for Passenger and Compass? Like, what are you guys doing to let people know about it? You know, it's just it's a matter of, like I said, emailing people that I've been fortunate enough to make contact with through the band over years and years. Um, what about blogs, like music blogs and stuff like that? We've had a little bit of a t- attention there. I mean, I've also gone to other towns to sit in on panels and, you know, do little performances, kind of like the thing at the Polka Dot where I talk a little bit about, you know, recover- recovery and the backstory and whatnot. Um, we've had a lot of news items and we ran a campaign for the compass last summer and like the detroit news ran a really nice piece and um we did a couple of tv spots and that really helped but i I think it's just something that has to grow organically and it's good that it does because we are a small organization you know when i'm when i'm on the road i have to make sure ahead of time that i have a couple of folks from the program that are willing to volunteer and and Mm -hmm. sit in and and grab people if they come in on the road and um so we're gone so much it would become difficult if it were to blow up 
ins- you know. Yeah. Right. How can yeah. people get involved or volunteer or donate if they want to host an event to donate? How can people get in touch with you guys? Um, it's Our email is passengerrecovery at gmail.com. And if people want to help us populate the map, the compass that we're working on or anything, if they have anything at all. You know, we had a woman when we were doing the campaign reach out from California um, and it was she she just it, it was a very basic email she said hey a friend of a friend told me about this and she went into this whole thing about chris cornell and how much she loved mm-hmm. him and how much that affected her and it's just you know it it hits people differently when they least mm-hmm. expect it there was a great story right after that happened about from a guy um a, a journalist who, who talked about you know getting back to mental health and mental illness this guy was a, a journalist, but it was also somebody who was getting married and having kids right after grunge took off. And he was like, you know, we watched Shannon Hoon and we watched Kurt Cobain and we eventually watched Scott Weiland's fall to this. Mm-hmm. They were like, and this guy's like, Chris Cornell is the one that was supposed to make it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the guy everybody was rooting for. You know, he was just the guy, you know, right. him and Dave Grohl were like the, the, the guys right. that saw all their people drop and, mm-hmm. and saw all their friends and, you know, these these people they lost around them while the whole thing was going on, and you—it's just—it was a great story because I mean the moral of it was you just never know what's going on with right. people. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. That's so true. Yeah, mm-hmm. That yeah. is true. Yeah. So if if let's say a group of musicians wanted to host a festival and collect donations for your organization, is that something that people can get a hold of you? For yeah, and absolutely. Do? And it's okay. a, yeah, it's, the, um, it's it's all that we you know we have the. The donate options on the website and, and Facebook. We also have the, the Gmail address is prominently placed all over the. You know, people can reach us on Facebook or at passengerrecovery.com. And uh, that's actually a friend of mine is is doing the Spring Fever Festival, but he reached out through the website and he mm-hmm. just sent to our email. And you know, <clears throat> we get back to people as quickly as possible. And how did you come up with the name for Passenger mm-hmm. Recovery? Um, well. <sighs> It's that's a good question. One that I, I have not answered in a while. Um, but but there, so I, I like the name, so I just too. wonder where yeah, that I came like from. The, the concept for behind passenger was that um, it starts with the first step, which is we we admitted we were powerless over alcohol or drug mm-hmm. addiction or whatever, um, and so it's basically the the idea of rel- relinquishing control. Um, admitting that this is something that I can't beat on my own. Mm-hmm. And so basically s- removing yourself from the driver's seat. Oh, wow. Is, oh, I like that. So powerful. Was, yeah. was kind of the, that, that, that was the focus. Um, it's just really based on something that my sponsor said very early on in recovery. He said, you know, you've been driving this thing off a cliff for so mm-hmm. long. Why don't you, you know, Get out of the driver's seat and let somebody else take over for a while. Oh my gosh, that's great! I love that. So powerful. Mm -hmm. So it was. It was that was that was part of it. The other part, obviously, is just the the transportation. You know, our 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 mission. Our you know, from the beginning, our mission was to just you know help people get where they needed to go. And then my favorite um, Iggy Pop song is "The Passengers." So it was like, a, it, it all made sense. It yeah, all kind of We're going to listen to uh, one of the songs from your band, Electric Six. Um, and it's off a new, is it a new album or? Yep. This, yeah. Bride of the Devil came out in 2018. So just last October. Okay. 
And so this record was the first time that myself and Matt, who was the Passenger's web developer, the two of us produced this record. And I've been playing with the band forever, and I've never, I've written a lot, but I never produced a, re a record. So this was our first crack at that. And so selfishly, I wanted to get that yeah, particular. No, that's, <laughs> great. that's a great song. Um, just real quick before we get to it, uh, what do you, you play guitar? I play keyboards. Oh, keyboards in yep. the band? Yeah. Okay. D depending on which tour. Because you sing point. and you <laughs> and you um, play guitar too. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So all all around musician. Hey, I, I for um, yeah for Electric Six, it's most it's all synthesizer and, and backup sync vocals. So okay. the guy over in the corner. Guy over in the corner. <laughs> Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, 
So where, where's your, your favorite place so far that you've played? What's been the, because you've been all over the place. What's been like the highlight? Um, God, you know, we've been, again, I would say this, we've been really fortunate. You know, last summer we played a festival in Greece. Oh, wow. It was incredible. We were in wow. uh, Thessaloniki for three days and the promoter was just, you know, he brought us over and we'd never played there before. And he's just like, you're my favorite band. I love you guys. It's mm-hmm. always a good time. Wow. And we played to like, you know, 10,000 people and it was, wow. It was just amazing Greece. to see. Yeah. Yeah. It's, wow. And, and consistently one of the best shows that we have every single year is Moscow. Mm. Really? It's just, yeah. It's, it's, it's just, yeah. I, and I can't even explain it. It's just, um, it's a very unique niche again, because of, you know, our, our singer is the you know he's the guy in the videos and he is a very unique character. Um, an old sound guy of ours called him uh, the poor man's Brian Ferry. If you remember, <laughs> I don't know if you know who Brian Ferry is. Poor he's man. he's like this '80s crooner. He was in this band Roxy Music, but um, he's kind of suave and sleazy at the same time. <laughs> and our singer, our singer is the same guy except he's in a ten dollars suit. So, uh, <laughs> not as effective <laughs> but, um, I love it but yeah so we, we, we've been really lucky we've played all over the place and um, one of my favorite places to play is Edinburgh in Scotland um, it's a stunning city and we get to go there usually either year, every year every other year and uh, how, how have you guys stayed together 17 years <laughs> we've we have a lot of uh, rotating characters. <laughs> characters, a lot of people. Yeah, casting characters. We, we, <laughs> it's a, it's a definitely a revolving door policy. Um, people come and go. You know, we had a a, a guy, our our lead guitarist who's been with us since, since two thousand three, took the last tour off because he has um, a young son. Um, so people, you know, what I mean, like, as we're yeah. getting older, people are having kids, people are getting married. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, we're, right. people come and go, and they're okay with that, and um, our singers okay with that, and we we just so whatever makes sense for any tour, that's how we do it. Mm-hmm. But it's but yeah, there have been a lot of people over the years. Well, yeah, because I I would imagine too, as much as it sounds exciting to tour like that, it's a lot of work. It is yeah. a, a lot, and especially for people that do have families, yeah, that would be kind of hard to. Find people that could go for a month, unless, of mm. course, it's Nora. She'd go for a month. <laughs> <laughs> Any like, peace out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so, how has your band, um, have they been supportive of this journey that you've been on with your sobriety and with passenger recovery? Oh, yeah. Those guys have seen me at my, my worst. <laughs> so they're, they're yeah. glad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, they've been very supportive. I mean, early on, um, they would ask if, <laughs> excuse me, if, uh, you know, they would either remove, remove booze from the green room or just, you know, not drink around me, wow. which I, I learned, obviously, the problem is up here. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's, yeah. it, I'm pointing to my head. It's, mm-hmm. a, you know, the, the, the beginning and, and end of the problem is, is my train of thought and the way mm-hmm. I think about things. But, I didn't know that early on, and the mm-hmm. fact that they did that it means more than I can even ever. Yeah, right. Anyway, yeah, you know, they right. really they they tried, and they they really had seen me in my worst. So for wow. them to do, I mean, that's grace. Yeah, you know, they were really like, yeah, they're that's, they're that's good, cool, good guys. So yeah. with with passenger and compass and everything else that you're doing now, is touring and being around that 
has that gotten easier for you? Is that still a struggle to be in the venues and having people offer you alcohol? It's not. Um, it's funny. I mean, I don't want to say it's not entirely because, you know, I, I'm, I, I am an alcoholic. I am an addict and I'm a human being. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the big book actually says, you know, cunning, baffling, and powerful. When you least expect it, something creeps up on you. And you hear – you get that wisdom from other people who have stayed sober through deaths in the family and divorces. And you learn from people how they deal with that kind of stuff and stay sober because otherwise you get hit with a curveball. Right. You know, and you just – my impulse is to do, to do the wrong thing, the worst <laughs> possible thing. Mm-hmm. So – you get this set of tools that's passed passed down through people who have been there and have to, have have experienced things, um, but it it definitely does get easier. Um, but it's you know I I have to it, it gets it get it gets easier in the respect that I can see the red flags going up. Yeah, okay. rather than being blindsided. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Wow. Wow. Thanks to the help of others, you know, yeah. and talking about this stuff. Yeah. So. so when they, when you have musician or artist or that come to the clean green room, is it are they just getting away from that environment, or is there like um, coaching that goes on, or counseling, or uh, somebody they talk to? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm you know, again, I I worked at a treatment center for several years, and and peer to peer, in my opinion. You know, I went through three, treatment three different times, and it was a huge help because it sh- changed my perspective and it sh- gave me the structure I needed to actually make a different a, a turn in direction. Yeah. But for me, there there's no substitute for just sitting down anywhere on the, in the country. It, it always blows my mind when I just walk into a room full of strangers and I can relate to something that everybody says because yeah. can, because they're going through different versions of the same thing I am. Right. You know. Oh. Wow. So, well, I know we have to wrap it up here. Um, I I would love to see like in five years what I this know. is going to be We're, like. Yeah, because I have it, a feeling this is just going to blow up. Well, yeah. and then we, you know, again, the connecting the dots. Mm-hmm. When you look back five years from now and realize why you were in treatment three different times, mm-hmm. it yeah. probably was really because you're developing you something this. big, right? right. Yeah. You're not ready yeah. till you're ready, right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. well, congratulations you. on everything. Yeah. All the best. And again, um, you can look on Passenger uh, website. The PassengerRecovery.com. Link. Yes, and the link is up on our Facebook page. And, um, and they're also on social media. I found them on Instagram. So Yeah, you can <laughs> donate. Um, donate money. Obviously, that always helps. Donate time. Come up with some fundraiser ideas. I think I have a fundraiser idea, Rashi. Sure, yeah. 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 I, I, I know where mine was going. Yeah. <laughs> I think we could do something. A lot of fun yeah. with this. And it is tax, awesome. tax deductible for anybody who's interested in that. Okay, so, great. Important. No fortune cookies today? Oh, no. No, I don't. Okay, well, let me just tell the. No, I oh, I do have. <laughs> wait, wait. Which did I just? Oh no, don't. <laughs> the fortune cookie's going to say, "Don't sing." <laughs> we have one <laughs> fortune cookie, <laughs> and it's for Christopher. Yes, yeah. it is. Oh, boy. Here we go, Christopher. Do I break this open and read yes, it right yes. now? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I have a fortune. I keep mine on my laptop. Yeah, look at all hers. <laughs> look at hers right there. I, I appreciate. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> I I appreciated the. Uh, the quote that you put up, and I had a quote that I was going to drop here too. Do you remember George Carlin? Yeah, yes. yeah. My favorite quote from George Carlin is, "Just because you got the monkey off your back, that doesn't mean the circus has left town." Oh, wow. like, he was, wow. so, he was yeah. eventually right. sober. Yeah. Right, like, right, right. Yeah. You know, that's a good, a good one. one. Uh-huh. Okay, look for the dream that keeps coming back. It is your destiny. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
That one was not for you. That yeah. was. All right. Yeah. So this was Christopher Tate of Passenger in also Electric 6. And I know we didn't get a chance to talk about it. And I'm sorry you ran out of time. Okay. But you have a side project going on. Um, yep. Bell Ghoul is just a group of Detroit musicians that um, were just all friends that uh, get together and record from time to time. And it's ever it's everybody's busy doing other things. Yeah. Um, there's a guy in Flogging Molly. There's somebody who plays for Patty Smith. There's a guy oh, wow. who plays for Uncle Cracker. Okay. Um, we're just, and they're all doing their own thing, so we don't get together often, but we're very proud. I'm incredibly proud of the stuff we've done because um, that's my outlet for writing. Wow. So, so I'm sorry, did you did you write the song that we're going to close the show with, uh, Lift Me Up? I did. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and end it today. Um, and really quickly, don't forget uh, the May 2nd. May, yep, um, next Thursday, May 2nd. Yep, so May 2nd, and that is where again? At the Detroit Center for Design and Technology. Okay. And, and then, then also the this weekend. The time for that? You know, that's a good question. Okay. I think it starts at 8 p.m., okay. but we will be posting about it okay. as well. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. And then this weekend is? Uh, Ferndale Spring Fever Festival. That sounds like fun, too. It's, you know, the lineup is great, too. So it's a, there are a lot of um, national acts and okay. you can find that on the same thing, I think, FerndaleSpringFever.com, I believe. And it's also on, it's all over Facebook at the moment because they're really pushing it. So. Okay. Excellent. All right. Thank you for listening to The Nooner Show. We appreciate your support, and we hope you get inspired to take your leap of faith. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nooner Show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. And remember, sometimes the only mode of transportation available is a leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap of faith. Thank Happy you. Hump Day and Happy check day. out Passenger. We're going to close the show with Lift Me Up. That's a good way to end it. <laughs>